I want to invite any children who are here to come forward, if you would like, and those who are joining us online to get a little closer to your screens. I'm going to put these carpet squares down, and if you're here and want to come forward, you can pick one of these. The butterfly, alligator, raccoon, not sure what that is, and a penguin. And I'm going to take the monkey. Come on up. And if you're with a sibling, you can sit a little closer to your sibling. You can share one of those circles. What a great group. And you can bring a parent if you want to. That'd be great. Okay. Well, to help us think about this Bible story we've just heard, here's a penguin over here. If you want to sit on the penguin or the unknown animal over there. Some, y'all got to help me with what that is. Um, I think that that's a mouse. A mouse. I think you're right. Thank you. It's a mouse. Poor mouse. I didn't recognize you. So to help us think about this Bible study we've just heard, I want us to imagine that we are Jesus' disciples, okay? We're Jesus' disciples, and Jesus is sitting right here, and he's about to teach us something. And then we see all of these people coming up the hill because they want to hear Jesus too. And we realize that it's lunchtime and everybody must be hungry. And so Jesus says, how are we going to feed all these people? That's going to be really hard. This is a lot of people and I bet they're really hungry. Well, in the story that we just heard in the Bible, there was one little boy who brought his lunch. One little sack of lunch. Hmm, do you think that would feed all of these people? No, it doesn't look like it, does it? But this little boy shared his lunch, and Jesus took his lunch and blessed it and started giving it out, and everybody got enough to eat, and there were even leftovers. It was this wonderful miracle. And I don't know if this to start with, Jesus wouldn't have had any bread or fish to work with. That makes me think that it's really, really important for us. We may not think we have a whole lot, especially when we're little, but this was a little boy who just had a little lunch, and because he shared it, a lot of people got to eat. So that just reminds me that it's important to share, because God can use whatever we have to bless other people. Gracious God, sometimes we think we're too small or we don't have enough or there's really not much we can do to help other people. Thank you for this little boy who shared his lunch. Help us to share what we have and trust that you can use it to help other people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's so good to see you all. If you would take your little carpet circles and we'll just make a little stack right there in front of the altar rail, that'll help us. And here's the mouse, just so everybody else can see. Next week we'll feature the mouse. He'll get to be the star of the show. Thank you so much. Okay, you can return to your seats. I'm glad to see you. Well, as many of you know, because I talked about it in my Monday meditation this week, 
I have spent the past week at a family reunion, a Methodist camp meeting that's been going on for 195 years. We go to church at least two times a day. It's three times a day if you wake up early for prayer meeting. And we eat, and we eat, and we eat, and we eat. And even though we've eaten three full meals, we eat after church at night, just a constant feasting and eating. So it's only fitting that on the Sunday I return home from camp meeting, I'm reading about a feast and all sorts of abundance and good food. As I mentioned in the announcements, we are going to be taking our time walking through this sixth chapter of John's Gospel where Jesus feeds the multitudes. This is the only miracle that appears in all four Gospels. And John particularly takes this story and and makes it longer and uses it for Jesus to be able to teach about himself and how he is the bread of life. So we're going to explore this story together for the next three weeks and ponder the bread of life. We're going to be looking at three different themes taken from our communion liturgy. You may remember, if you've heard the communion liturgy, how we remember as we lift up the bread that Jesus took the bread and blessed it, and then he broke it, and then he gave it. So those are our three themes for this next three weeks. Today we're going to consider blessing, what it means to be blessed. So we heard the story. We just sort of recounted it with the children. Jesus is in the midst of his Galilean ministry. He has crowds and throngs of people following him at this point. And on this particular day, he goes over on the other side of the Sea of Galilee and goes up a mountain to teach his disciples. He's gathered there. He's probably preparing to give them some special instruction. But lo and behold, they look and coming up the hill is a throng of thousands. And John says they're following Jesus because of the signs he has done for the sick. He is a healer, and these are people who are seeking healing. They want more of the presence of the healer, and so they come in throngs. And as Jesus sees them, the first thing he asks is, how are we going to care for these people? How are we going to feed these people? Now, John tells us Jesus knows already what he's going to do, but he uses this episode as an opportunity to teach his disciples, to test their faith in him. And so he turns to Philip. And this is one of the reasons I love John's gospel is because there are other disciples besides Peter, James, and John who get speaking parts, and Philip is one of them. Jesus turns to Philip and says, how are we to buy food for all these people? And what does Philip do? Well, he gets out a calculator, not really, maybe it was an abacus. He just starts running the numbers. He starts thinking in terms of exchange and money and economics, and he says six months' wages would not be enough to give every person in the crowd even a little. Do you hear those numbers? Six months' wages, everyone, just a little. He's calculating. It's not enough. It's not enough, Jesus. It's not enough. There's no way. Not enough. But then Andrew walks up, and he starts off like maybe with a little bit of of hope. Maybe he has a glimpse of what might be possible because he says, well, there's this little boy who has a lunch. It's five loaves and two fish. But then he looks at the crowd and says, but what is that among so many? It's not enough, Andrew says. It's not enough, Jesus. There's no way. 
So I'm not sure they passed the test. So Jesus himself takes over the situation and says, make the people sit down. And here there's this beautiful sentence that seems sort of unnecessary, but I think paints a picture of abundance for us. It says, now there was a great deal of grass in the place. Just this image of of lushness and green and soft grass for all of these people to be comfortable on. And I'm reminded of the 23rd Psalm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. This God of provision and hospitality invites all the people to have a seat at the table on the grass. And then Jesus takes this little lunch that I assume the little boy has given him, and he gives thanks for it. He gives thanks to God for this little bitty lunch of five little barley cakes and two little fish. And then he blesses it. He blesses the giving of this little lunch. And then he begins to distribute the bread and the fish. And we know what happened. It just keeps coming and growing. And everyone gets more than enough and is satisfied. And lo and behold, there are 12 baskets full of leftovers. Now, John makes it very clear in the way he tells this story that this is not just a a miracle about putting food in people's stomachs. This is a sign. In John's gospel, there are seven signs. And this is a sign that points to the very nature of God. A sign that points beyond Jesus just being a healer. A A sign that points to a God of abundance, a God whose will and desire is for all people to have enough, a God who has the power and the love to pour out blessing upon blessing upon blessing, a God who reveals that with God there is always more than enough. So we have this God of abundance, this God who is ready to bless us and to bless creation, And yet so often we are more like Peter, more like Philip, more like Andrew, and we dwell in scarcity. There's not enough. We look at all the needs in the world, we look at the things we're facing in our own lives, we look at all of the things out there and we think, I don't have enough to deal with this. We don't have enough to address this problem. It's not enough. I don't have enough. There's not enough. We've seen it at work in very real ways in the recent past. Anybody remember the toilet paper run at the beginning of the pandemic? There's this idea, there's not enough toilet paper. So I went to the store and we bought off the shelves. I saw people leaving the store with, you know, eight stacks of toilet paper. The same thing happened with gas when the ransomware attacked one of the pipelines and we got word that there might be a little bit of a gas shortage in the southeast and everybody ran out to get gas and I saw someone not only filling their car but filling all of these jugs of gas and people were saying you know if everybody would just get what they needed there would be enough but because this is our tendency there are places in our world there are people in our world who do not get enough 
But this story reveals to us that it is the heart of God, the will of God, the desire of God that we would all have enough, not just of material things, but of spiritual things, that there is enough grace, there is enough love, there is enough forgiveness, and then some for everybody. But sometimes we act like there's a limited supply, and so we have to decide who gets it and who doesn't, who's worthy of inclusion and who isn't, who's worthy of forgiveness and who isn't, who is loved and who isn't. And so we take control and try to parcel it out ourselves to make sure we get what we need. I don't know about you, but I am so much more like Philip and Andrew in this story. There's only one person in the story who seems to believe and trust in who Jesus is. And it's no wonder it's a child. He has this little lunch, five little barley loaves and two fish. And we don't really know how it transpired, but I imagine he overheard the disciples talking with Jesus and and felt their anxiety and and somehow through the generosity of his spirit and, and just trusting in who Jesus was, he offered his little lunch. He had the faith to believe that Jesus could do something with it, that Jesus could take this little bit and somehow feed 5,000 people. And he believed that if he gave his lunch up, I mean, he handed over his lunch to Jesus and let it go. Somehow he trusted that that he would be fed too. So I wonder, for myself and for you, what is it that's out there that feels overwhelming to you? What is it that feels like a multitude of 5,000 people with all of their needs coming right at you? A trial that you think there is just no way you can get through it. I I don't have enough in me to get through this. Maybe it's facing a a regimen of chemotherapy or a diagnosis that's going to take a long time to walk through. Maybe it's a, a broken relationship or a family situation that you think is just too much for me to deal with and there's no way, my own power, I can heal this relationship. Maybe it's thinking of all the needs in our community and as we've seen our friends living in homelessness and the increasing number of people who are coming into the door that is church and it's overwhelming sometimes, especially when they're in a mental health crisis. And we think, we don't have enough resources, we don't know how to... Maybe there's something in your life or something that we together are facing and we're living in that place of scarcity. We just don't have enough to deal with it. But my family in Christ, Jesus the Christ is with us. Our God is a God of abundance. And if we can have faith that Jesus can do more with our little lunches than we could possibly imagine, maybe that will help us let go. So in the next few moments, I want to invite you, I'm going to give us just a few moments of silence together. 
I want to invite you if, you, if you feel led, to hold out your hands in your lap and think about your own little lunch. Maybe there's something in your life that you're gripping hold of really tightly that you really want to control. It's the only thing you can control. And imagine letting that go, handing it over to Jesus, and allowing him to bless it and provide enough for you. Let us spend a few moments in silence together, and then I'll close us in prayer. O God of abundance and blessing and love and faithfulness and provision and mercy, there is so much in our lives that can overwhelm us. I don't know what each person in this time of worship is facing. I know some of the things we are facing together. It's easy for us to feel inadequate, but we don't have enough. To think we have to respond out of our own power alone. But, oh God, you are a God who provides us strength and courage and boldness and patience and love. Help us to let go of the tight grip we have on control. Forgive us our attitude of scarcity. Help us to hand over to you our little lunches and trust that you'll provide for us and you will bless us and use what we share to bless others beyond measure. In your holy name we pray, amen.